Hey everybody, welcome to Save Your Sorry, the podcast where we discuss the rise and fall of your favorite or rather least favorite celebrities. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle, here with my best friend and fellow co-host, Jose Angel. How are you? I am doing great. How are you? I am actually I'm good right now as well. So I'm you know. <laughs> you know, you know, we're good. We're good. We're good over here. Are you guys good? Let us know. Tell us. So <laughs> Today is um, an episode of your leading. So uh, who or what are we going to be discussing today? Well, we have not done a backstage battles in a while, and I find them such fun. So oh, I my th- gosh. <laughs> I thought it was time for some backstage battles. I I like this one, too. I like this, <laughs> this series that we do. I do too. I know other like podcasters out there, not like to name anybody, but sometimes they do like random episodes here and there and they get like shit from listeners. And it's like, I wonder if some people who listen to us are like, oh, another backstage battle. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, we haven't done one in a while and I find them so fun. So I was like, I want to do it. Yeah, I feel like they've always been entertaining. So I enjoyed them. I thought you were going to bring us like a full-fledged celeb. So I am surprised and um, excited. (laughs) So this time our focus will be on some podcast battles. Off the mic, but some does spill over onto the show. First up is Call Her Daddy. If I'm remembering correctly, we have mentioned Call Her Daddy in our Jamie Lynn Spears episode, which was episode 37. Uh But when I did mention the podcast, you got the name wrong and you didn't seem too familiar with them. So have you ever sat down and watched or listened to an episode of Call Her Daddy? Call them daddy, call them smatty. No. Besides the Jamie Lynn Spears episode and then afterwards seeing whoever runs the podcast do a couple other like notable interviews with some other celebrities. I had never heard of this podcast before. Okay. So it doesn't really seem like my type of podcast, but it doesn't seem like bad. Yeah, so when you say the other lady, you mean Alex Cooper, blonde lady on there? Yes, Alex Cooper, blonde lady. <laughs> okay. Where well, there used to be two ladies, and now we're going to talk why there's only one now. Oh, come on then. <laughs> so I heard about them years ago, and someone suggested them to me, and I tried to listen to a random episode, and they just had a lot of inside jokes and nicknames for people that I wasn't 100% understanding so I didn't feel like in investing. So I was like, no thanks. But it was still a popular podcast without my listen. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when you it, left, that shit tanked. Yeah, that, that's the whole reason. <laughs> so when it first started, there are two women on there, Alexandra Cooper and Sophia Franklin. Now Alex Cooper is still the host of Call Her Daddy. But that is without Sophia, who now has her own separate podcast called Sophia with an F. Uh, you it, know it should say something about mommy. About, I'm just saying. About, <laughs> it should have. <laughs> Call her mommy or yeah, I'm she, not your mommy something. You know, I'm just saying. Be petty. But okay. Sophia <laughs> with an F. It kind of was an ugly ride to get here. So let's get into it. For the information of Call Her Daddy, I used the YouTuber Smokey Glow's video titled The Demise of Call Her Daddy. And from the cut article, what is Call Her Daddy and why is it fighting? And I just have to say, I love the cut. If there is some info I need, especially about some white lady who is an internet personality, they always come through. They're cutting edge. Yeah, they're cutting edge. I'm pretty sure 
they were my main source for my Caroline Calloway and like my the lady the stand that Bray's Anatomy. I forget her name at the moment, but and those are both fucking roller coaster episodes. Yes, and <laughs> great I, episodes. Don't even get me started on Elizabeth Finch. <laughs> yes, yeah, Elizabeth Finch. Thank you. Ugh. But back to call her daddy. So Alex and Sophia met through a mutual friend in 2016, and they would later go on vacation, and they are at a bar talking very openly to each other about sex and the relationship, and Alex claims they start to garner a crowd, and people came up to them and said they should start a show because they could listen to this kind of talk all day. At this point, neither women are famous. Alex had a degree in film and television, and Sophia had a degree in economics. Do they Alex, both verify that this story happened? Yes, I believe so. That just sounds so fake. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should really do something with this. <laughs> I just, I just feel like they're at a bar. Like says, uh, says two middle-aged aunties. <laughs> <laughs> they're not two middle-aged aunties. No, I'm saying that's who was listening oh. to that shit. But okay, I feel you. You know, everybody starts somewhere. You know. Okay. Alex didn't even know what a podcast was, but somewhere along the way she finds out what it was and they decide to make a podcast called Call Her Daddy. Around this time they also become roommates and the name is just a cheeky name since guys like being called daddy. It's like, I'm the daddy now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Both women had kind of a larger social media following. Alex had dated New York Mets baseball player Noah's Schneiderguard, which helped boost her social standings. Oh, not Schneiderguard. That's my man. <laughs> so, with nothing but stories that they refer to as female locker talk, a couple mics, and some hopes and dreams, they launched Call Her Daddy in October of 2018, and they did 12,000 downloads, which then turns into 2 million downloads in a two-month period. Okay. They probably did too much too fast, though. Like, if you're going to be business partners and all that, maybe don't be roommates yet. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe that was an issue. Yeah, but yeah, it, I don't know how this is going to unfold, but sorry, continue. <laughs> After 13 episodes, they have over 10,000 reviews with a 4.5 out of 5 star rating. Mm. So that is huge. I would sell my soul to the Illuminati for those numbers. <laughs> And then I would stick by you until 20 years later you betray me and then I go on Instagram like Tokyo Tony and say that you sold oh. your soul to the <laughs> Illuminati for those reviews and downloads. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, I love that for us. <laughs> so the ladies are called the Founding Fathers and they call their fans Daddy Gang. That's a choice. That's, a, it's, yeah, it's a choice. That. Honestly, I'm not, I don't want to hate on them because it's a huge show. I, I you know, respect it for what it is. It's just not for me. But yeah. when I did try to listen, that is something that got on my nerves. It's like, okay, Daddy Dane, this is what we're going to talk about today. I don't know. <laughs> I just did Ooh, not like that it. That sounds terrible. <laughs> okay, Daddy Dane. I just picture a whole bunch of fucking dads in them fucking um, leash things being pulled. Come on, Daddy Dane. <laughs> Okay, so huge numbers for a podcast, and around episode four, they do sign with Barstool Sports. Oh, that's also a choice. 
And it is a win-win. Barstool wanted more female audience, and partnering them would bring more attention to Caller Daddy. And, I mean, Barstool, and if they're described as female locker talk, Caller Daddy are kind of like, you know, in the same sphere a little bit. So it makes Exactly. Sense. And I feel like Barstool does have a younger, younger audience, so that's what who would tune in to Call Her Daddy. Yeah, yeah. So the women sign on and get $75,000 each. They sign a three-year contract, and after each year, they would get a raise of 10000 a year. And at the end of those three years, they would be making 100000 Okay, not bad. Not bad at all. Yeah, great. Nothing to turn your nose up to. Goddamn, calm down, oven <laughs> shit. Interrupting us like that. <laughs> that scared me. I just scared the fuck out of me. I forgot it was spring. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh those that money's nothing to sneeze at, especially when this you went from not even knowing what the fuck a podcast was. <laughs> exactly. I, I, but yeah. it would lead to some trouble down the road. Oh, contract negotiations. <laughs> Also, they were acquired before they even really popped off. So now we're having this promotional power of Barstool Sports behind them. They really start to take off. Oh, they're generating a lot more profit than they thought they would. Now they want a bigger cut. Look at you, Miss Cleo. Well, psychic, are you? <laughs> Call me now. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> So even though they have a contract with seventy five thousand a year, they have merch, they have alcohol, they are bringing home four hundred thousand a year. Come on, alcohol already? Okay. But when that year ends, the ladies realize, wait, we're only going to be being paid eighty five thousand next year. We're bringing in all this buzz and money. We need to renegotiate. Mm-hmm. Also, they have Sophia's boyfriend in her ear telling them, you need to renegotiate your contract. Sophia's boyfriend, they refer to as Suitman on the podcast. His real name is Peter Nelson, and he worked for HBO Sports. He knows something about contract negotiations. HBO Sports is kind of a competitor of Barstool Sports. Oh, duh. Didn't even think about that. <laughs> so April 8, 2020, they released an episode titled Kesha, dot, dot, dot. The end. And then they go silent. They don't post. They don't explain to fans. They didn't even say goodbye. When the world needed them most, they vanished. Okay, why? The Kesha dot 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 the end, and then you don't discuss the end? No. So fans are like, where are the fathers? Why aren't they posting? They look at the titles of some of the recent episodes. <laughs> Daddy Gang, we're lost. Daddy Gang. Daddy, so Daddy Gang is searching. They're crying for their daddies, <laughs> the fathers. So they look through their past recent episodes, and it's kind of like secret messages, the titles. Like, one is called Prisoners of Azkaban, and one is titled It's Over, and another's It's Been Fun. Now I'm trying to do a Breaking Bad hidden puzzle <laughs> shit. So they're like, what does this all mean? So then April 21st, 2020, they finally make a statement with, we are always 100% transparent with the daddy gang. But legally, we can't speak out yet. What we will say is, we will never fucking leave you, daddy gang. The minute we can speak, we will. Hashtag free the fathers. Is that word for word what was said? Direct quote. We never will fucking leave your daddy gang. <laughs> daddy gang, I'm with your fucking forever. 
Ooh, I'm my baby gang. I'm baby mama gang. Family gang together. This is interesting. I always wanted a nickname for our listeners, but <laughs> after Daddy Dane, I don't know if I do. Sorry, gang. Say gang. Your gang. Superstars. <laughs> So now fans are thinking they are being silenced by Barstool Sports. The hashtag Free the Fathers is used to talk about this and speculate. And they even make some merch. Okay. May 16, 2020. The New York Post writes that an unnamed insider has come forward and said that behind the scenes, these girls are not getting along. They have completely turned on each other. And they are arguing over who is the real talent, who is doing more heavy lifting for the show. So now we have a second narrative going on, leaving more people confused. And if it's true, now it's just exposed to the world. And now you got to really deal with that narrative. And then if it's not true, then it's like, oh, shit, does she not like me? And the other one's like, oh, shit, is that how you feel? Mm, tear them mm. apart. So the day after that, on May 17, 2020, an episode is posted to their feed titled Daddy Speaks. Oh, singular. Singular. And it's not either of the ladies. Oh, it's the real daddy. <laughs> it's Dave Portnoy, who is the president and founder of Barstool Sports. And he says he's on there to clear the air on everything. First of all, I was just joking, but... Not you speaking, and you actually name that shit Daddy Speaks. Fuck out of here. <laughs> That's my podcast name. It, it, Dave Speaks, bitch. That's who you are. Daddy Speaks. I'm the daddy here. They're the daddies, not you, Dave. Yeah. So he starts from the very beginning. He says when he first went to sign them after finding a clip on Instagram because he followed Alex because she had dated that baseball player that we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. Mm-hmm. He says they had a few meetings and agreed to sign a three-year contract that I told you about. And something he was very adamant about was that Barstool would get the IP or intellectual property. So Barstool would own Call Her Daddy. Oh my and gosh. They didn't have no lawyer look over this? They... I, okay, I'm sorry. They did, I guess. I don't... Yeah, but... He says he did that so they wouldn't blow up and decide to leave with the name. So Dave is the daddy. But it's so... Daddy Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, essentially now that I know that, but it's like, y'all gave... Okay, I thought that they got these like real high-end salaries for the podcast to do the work, but of course y'all still own the stuff. But that's me maybe being a little ignorant because sometimes, you know... People are, you know, they're looking at the dollar signs, but hell no, we're not signing without me owing, owning all, if not a huge piece of what I've come up with. I actually have that question in here later, but I guess I'll say it now. You know, I have fantasized forever about when I'm a billionaire and you're a millionaire. And (laughs) one thing that I have daydreamed about is if they wanted RIP, would I sign? Before I say my answer, what's yours? Is this all or none type of deal? Just let me know that parameter. What do you mean all or none? We're not negotiating percentages. They either get it or don't. They get it or don't. And they Mm. want it or they say the deal's off. 
I wouldn't sign. I wouldn't either. Thank God. <laughs> and I know what we do isn't that original, but it's ours. Exactly. And we already, Loki, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there. I already feel like some people, whether they've already been around before or they just came out after us, you know, they see the ease in which we grease. We're you talking know, to you, Joe Rogan. We, I, I just think that a lot, I, we don't promote ourselves as, as good as we should, but I feel like we have a lot of eyes on us and we just don't take uh, the most advantage of it. But I definitely feel like people see us. Besides the other people who, you know, have definitely supported us and definitely helped us out a lot along the way, excluding those people, of course. Look at you giving us a pep talk. Yeah, but I, it, intellectual property is so important nowadays. And to be and Barstool, yeah, they could say they were taking the risk, but they were. It was so much upside for them, so of course they would want that. And the you know Alec uh, Alexander Alexandria or Alexander? just Alex. Okay, Alex, Alex is and, fine. Um, we're friends here. We're all cool. <laughs> Alex and Sophia maybe just didn't realize that at the time until they saw you know, how popular it got and how much people wanted to see them and what and wanted to hear what they had to say. And if they're offering you that, there's a reason. So why not shop it around or something? Exactly. You know, if people if people t take away their offer as soon as you start looking, it was never genuine. Alex fights back, but this is a hard no for Dave. You know, the IP at the beginning. Mm -hmm. So he's like, take it or leave it. And as we know, she takes it. He claims after about six months, Alex came in to his office and asked him for a raise because she is the sole person to do the editing. Plus, Dave says he felt like she deserved it. She is the one who handled the business side and the one Dave talks to. And she's the one who he wanted when he first saw the Instagram clips. And Sophia was just part of the deal. That's how he phrases it. Damn, Sophia. <laughs> And this is how Dave explained it. So he gives her the raise. She's making more money than Sophia now. So Which, I mean, ugh. Uh, do you think that's right? That she's making more money? Here's the thing. You, what The thing is, is that the hosts have to be on the same accord. Mm -hmm. Me and you are on the same accord. If somebody were to ask for the split, me and you would know the split because me and you know who does what work and when. You know, yes. we, we're honest about that we, and we're very open about that. If these friends aren't on the same page, maybe Alex does do the lion's share of the work. But if that's not being made clear to Sophia and but also Sophia's feeling compensated. I mean, y'all just had to be on the same page. I, I don't think it's right for you to be like behind her back, be like, uh, you know, I deserve this because I do. X, X, Y, Z girl, do that in front of both of them. Explain. I mean, if it's true, ain't no need to lie and be sneaky about it. Yeah, why are you moving in the shadows if everything's okay? Yeah, you do the work, you do the work, but don't be shysty because I can recognize when somebody does work. Yeah, and that's just a little weird thing in there. I want, I'm sorry, I had to look them up. You know, now I had to look up what Sophia looked like. <laughs> I mean, they're both attractive <laughs> ladies. Yeah, I just didn't remember what they looked like. And they definitely looked like... Of course, they came up with the, the title, Call Her Daddy. Yeah. I, I see it. Okay, interesting. Alex does look like she might do a little bit more work. 
<laughs> She's I ain't gonna lie to you. The blazer. Yeah. <laughs> Sophia just leaning back in these pictures. I don't believe you be doing nothing. No, just... Girl, sit up straight. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. So year one ends. They sit down to negotiate, and he says the women leave the meeting seeming okay. But then he receives emails from both of them from a lawyer talking. <laughs> Did I say that weird? No, it's just like, uh, so are we good? Yeah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> and then they both say on the phone as they leave, get my lawyer immediately. <laughs> uh-huh. So the lawyer says that they feel like they, were, they weren't represented properly when they signed over the IP. Mm-hmm. Then he meets with the lawyer, and this is what the women are asking for. One million a year in pay. They wanted to be freelance instead of barstool employees, and they wanted 50% of ads and merch, and they wanted to shorten their contract. And most importantly, they wanted the IP. Ooh, y'all want a lot coming from a not the highest position. Not saying that they don't deserve it, but they are asking for a lot in quick su- succession. So and Dave you don't like, even want to do your whole three years. <laughs> exactly. Dave's like, what's in it for us? No, negotiations are over because it's ridiculous, which I hate to agree with, agree with Dave Portnoy, but he kind of has a point because if they get that IP, they can walk and go do a show somewhere else, maybe somewhere like HBO Sports. That's if you remember where Sophia's boyfriend, Suitman, works at. Yeah. On the other hand, though, these women are bringing in lots of money. Dave says each episode makes like a hundred thousand an episode, which is five point two million a year, Ooh. which only breaks down to the women only making thirteen percent of profit from their podcast. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. It's so, like I don't think they're they're crazy for asking all that. I just wish they would have, you know, gave themselves some wiggle room about negotiate in the future when they first sign because they do deserve that you just don't know when shit's gonna pop off that's true and in their contract they do have it in there that they can renegotiate the terms in their contract like that's in their contract okay so it's not like they're at a total loss they just they're arguing for shit that he don't want to give up maybe if they like you got to go to one side or the other like maybe lessen your which I, I hate to say but like maybe lessen the money that you want in order to have the ip yeah or maybe s- sacrifice the ip and cash the fuck out on the money ask for two million for the year and a percentage of all the merch and stuff make if you can't have caller daddy i want to make as much as i can for these three years because you might try to kick me out exactly so i don't know no, that, that totally makes sense. So, negotiations... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I started making sense that you had nonsense. <laughs> so, negotiations are off, and the women start doing something called the trail, which is them leaving hints about them shopping their show or a show to Wondering Network and other places, and just leaving hints around that they were leaving or trying to leave. Okay. So Dave is like, okay, y'all want a lawsuit. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to sue the shit out of them. But for some reason, he doesn't. Maybe he realizes what he has on his hands. Maybe he's trying to do a true negotiation. Or maybe because this was during COVID time, the world was shutting down from the lockdowns. 
And so PR everybody too. was trying to get onto those podcasts and videos and reactions and everything. He says he wanted to secure steady income. So whatever reason he comes up with. Yeah. And he gets new terms. So he renegotiates. He says he would give back the IP at the end of their contract, give new contracts. But when they left Barstool, would be able to keep the alcohol profits and they would get 10% of those profits. Okay. But they would also get to keep all the other merchant stuff. The two girls would, the two women. Mm-hmm. So they come back and say they want 90% of the alcohol profits. So communication breaks down, but then they do have a roof deck meeting and he's asking them about the rumors of them shopping the show around about the trail, but the ladies deny it. They say the trail was just a joke, but they do come out and say they were thinking about leaving. He tells them if they leave, they will be sued. And Sophia with an F is like, why? This is our show. <laughs> and Dave says they know it's no longer their show. Dave and Barstool owned IP. So Dave offers half a million for each, increases in merch, extra bonuses, and he would cut down the contract to just one more year. And they could own the IP when they leave. So... The women decide not to take it, and they go silent on Dave. And now lawyers are not responding. Okay. Which right there, they had everything they wanted. (laughs) Like, just take it. I'm confused. Like, if it's for the long run, ride this. uh, Yes, get underpaid for one year. A million dollars. And and you're getting more because you're still getting all the other stuff on the back end. And then you know you get to shop. And then you can build this shit up. This is your last year. You you come out with your best shit. So when you shop the show, they see you at your peak. And so they know you're worth even more. Yes. I just don't understand these women. And all they have to do is go in one day a week, record a podcast. They didn't know what a podcast was, <laughs> Jose. And, and now they're like, no, you bastard, I want to. And the thing is, it's not, they're they're getting, like you said, they're getting what they want. Why Why can't they let it go? A year? And you don't have to be under Dave no more? I don't understand this. Well, someone else who didn't understand it was Alex. So she comes to Dave and she says the problem is that Sophia would never agree to the terms. She has that fucking suit boyfriend, you know? <laughs> No matter the term, Suitman is acting like their manager, shopping around, call her daddy to Wondery. And they are going to call it the fathers. Oh, just going from one, like a bad name to worse. <laughs> but Alex has seen it more as, you know, this is a great deal. We should jump on it. The one that Dave's offering them. So Dave starts working with Alex without Sophia. And yeah. reaches out and tells Sophia, hey, Alex doesn't think this deal can move forward with you. But Sophia doesn't reply. Ooh. So then they start working on a new deal with just Alex. Pretty much the same what the last deal was. But now she would only be getting 75% of the IP when she leaves Barstool in a year. And Barstool would keep the other 25%. I mean, shit. Mine's, that's a fantastic deal shit and you're now you're the sole owner of 75 percent of that yeah you and kick if, your partner out 
if Sophia decides to come back, she would get the 25%, which before would have been a 50-50 between the two ladies. Mm-hmm. Damn. Now when Sophia decides to come back, she wants 50-50, but now Alex does not want it. She does the extra work, editing, she wants that 75, 75%. So Dave says they offer Sophia her own show, and she can keep the IP when it's done in a year. And he says, she says no. Because her boyfriend was in her ear. And that's also what Alice is saying. Saying that Suitman stuck his neck out for this wondery contract, but Sophia says it's not because of her boyfriend. Well, also, Sophia, what the fuck do you want, though? Honestly, at this point, Caller Daddy is, is freezing you out. And you see that. So now they're trying to at least make you comfortable with giving you your own show that if you build it up good enough, Granted, you're not going to be getting paid like you probably would have if you took the initial deal. But you can still keep that when you leave in a year and you don't want that. I mean, at least she, we know that she she bounced back, but I wonder if she got her worth. I don't know. So Sophia is saying if she comes back, they can't talk about her. Which Dave is saying they obviously have to talk about the situation, but that he won't badmouth her, but he will tell the truth. And Sophia is now saying she will sue Barstool and Alex. Dave is also saying he is the one who came up with the Free the Fathers merch that their lady sold. The woman wanted to be paid for the episodes they missed. Dave is like, no, we aren't going to pay you for those. You didn't come into work and we lost advertising, but we can sell some merch and we can both earn some back. Yeah, I kind of get that. Yeah, I mean, Uh y'all decided to essentially strike. So yeah, y'all didn't go in. So, but also, what do you mean you don't want us to talk about all this bullshit you was pulling? If it's true, it's true. If it's not <laughs> true, you can sue me. But <laughs> and also, she said, um, Dave came up with the Free the Fathers merch. That's what I believe Dave said. Oh, that's not officially confirmed. That's just crazy because y'all the one who tagged it. How he come up with the merch? Maybe like, he just distributed it fast because he has the means to do it. In the background, it's the, you know, they came up with the Free the Fathers merch mm-hmm. during these negotiations. Does that make sense? Yes. Now okay. I get what you're saying. <laughs> but I still am just like, well, yeah, at least you get a piece of it. You know, uh-huh. Might as well make some kind of money. Mm-hmm. So this is out in the open and people are talking, taking sides. Are the women being greedy? The contracts are leaked. People are talking about those. Alex would make a video saying that after the roof deck meeting, her and Sophia's relationship changed, saying she wanted a deal, but Sophia would keep adding more and more negotiating in bad faith. She says Sophia was trying to get fired, but didn't care about the IP. She just wanted to be free. So pretty much what Dave was saying, I don't remember if it was here when it came up or some other video, but Sophia is also angry about the the fact that Alex doing the editing became public and came out. (laughs) She said it made her look bad. It just looks like you just don't do as much work, but it's not, it wouldn't make you look bad. Yeah. (laughs) Only if it, only if, okay, it shows that you're not doing all the work that she's doing and that you're saying, I deserve more, if not the same amount that she's getting, then yeah, you do kind of look bratty and maybe not the best. Afterwards, Sophia would make like a two minute video saying there's two sides to every story, but 
then she doesn't come back and tell her story. So fans are blaming Sophia for this fallout. Sophia would later say she wanted to gather her thoughts, have fans miss her, and then come back with a fresh new podcast. Not um, have fans miss her. Not you trying to manipulate the public's emotions. On an Instagram story, Sophia posts this. I found out that Alex had gone behind my back and done something. I And I found out that it wasn't the first time. And that's why we're here. I trusted Alex. I feel betrayed. But ultimately, she was my best friend. And that doesn't change overnight. I'm willing to do call her daddy. I really am. I can't do it under the circumstances that she wants. So when she's saying um, she was betrayed twice, did something behind her back, that's about the raise. The yeah. first one. And yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, credit to her. Yes, that is true. Alex was sneaky a couple times to make sure that she got what she wanted. But Sophia just... I don't know. Maybe this is just a credit to her maybe being a nicer person. But once a shark has shown you their teeth, I mean, you got to match the same energy, bitch. You got to start biting too. Yeah, I... Either fight to fight to get away from this so-called betrayer who has went behind your back like they were trying to do and give you your own show or ride it out with the girl and split the IP. I don't I know. She, get, she walked with nothing, basically. I, yeah, I get Alex wanting to be paid more if she's the only one doing the editing. I get that 100%. Um, what I do think is kind of fucked up, though, is that these raises were done in secret. I think Alex sneaking around like a little rat, I would be mad, too. But I would point out that the deal that they got on the roof deck was 50-50, so they would have been making the same. The hashtag cancel suitman does start trending trending because people are blaming him for the fallout. Mm-hmm. May 26, 2020, an episode called The Funeral comes out with Jess Alex, and she talks about a new direction for the show, which she has taken during into a more interview podcast. As we see. Alex and, would, Oh, sorry. I feel like with the backing at first, at least it helped get all those people who she interviews on there, too. That's true. And she does say she doesn't like going for A-listers just because, you know, they're there to promote stuff. She wants, like, people like Jamie Lynn Spears. What? C-listers? I mean, (laughs) celebrity is a celebrity, girl. Stop trying to, don't try to, I am actually the next coming of Barbara Walters. (laughs) I interview the working man. Jamie Lynn Spears, for instance. Not that she doesn't have A-listers on there. Like she had Jane Fonda on there. I was watching clips of that, and it's like, okay. Oh, damn, now I'm jealous. But still, the point <laughs> is that she interviews celebrities all over. Uh-huh. Alex would go on to leave Barstool when her contract was over and get a Spotify exclusive deal for, do you want to guess how much a year? Oh, my God. I know it's millions, so Damn. I'm in suspense. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I don't have a guess of two million. No. Okay. Times that by 30. 60 million a year. 60 million. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I think she's the second highest paid behind Joe Rogan. Highest paid. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> 
that paycheck killed me. What? I I said two mil. Oh my god! Why? Yeah, two million. What are you poor? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but also, like, I don't know how popular that bitch was. I did not know. <laughs> Jesus. Six. Oh, Sophia, what a f! I know you are furious. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And so, but the thing is, also, Alex was a little bit of a bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's uh, why people have taken sides in this. I think most people side with Alex Cooper, but people do like Sophia, and like yeah. they were like friendship goals before. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm mad at Sophia for not honestly just like matching Alex's energy and then letting her like literally leave with it. But this kind of started with Alex. If you feeling like, like if we, me and you had a problem and you really didn't think I was pulling my weight and you deserved more and all this, like we would have a conversation. Yeah, I want to talk to fucking you're i'm not gonna go to your father and be like now we need to have a conversation with your about your son (laughs) he's he's not supporting me the way he needs to like we would never do that so it's like alex kind of kind of finessed like a big ass paycheck and she gets to keep her show and do it solo Loki, here's the conspiracy theory Alex never liked Sophia, she never <laughs> liked her oh my god, this is great. Alex didn't know what a podcast was she grew up on podcasts she loved that's podcasts. all she knew, all she listened to this is this was a train she is like one of those sleeper agents, oh my <laughs> gosh this is kind of crazy like, I mean congrats to her, but damn if I'm Sophia yeah, I'm happy I got my own shit, but Alex can't walk on the same side of the street as me. But she's getting pushed. Yeah, it's like, it's so weird that they turn to communicate with each other. They turn to communicate with Dave Portnoy, how he explains it. Because they left that meeting, everything's cool, and then he just the lawyer messages. Yeah, that is honestly when Sophia really fucked up. You should, like, fuck Alex, get the money for the last year, 50-50, but... And then y'all just stopped communicating. It like Alex really won, and Dave really won too, because he still gets him a little piece of that too. Yeah, just be like us and act like your friends for the podcast, and then when it's off, you can yell at each other. Yeah, meet a weird person at lunch and make <laughs> sure that you force them to be your friend, and then the rest is history. <laughs> so. Sophia starts Sophia with an F six months after all this fiasco, which does well as a podcast, but not as well as Call Her Daddy. And like I said, most people are taking sides, but Sophia still has people in her corner. Yeah, she just ain't got 60 million in her bank. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I know she mad. Oh. Damn. I guess you know what this means. What? I'm going to be taking some editing classes. <laughs> nah, sir, we ain't freezing my ass out. Hell no. Nah. <sighs> this is. I, 
that yeah it's it's a horrible thing but i thought it was a fun ride for those listening about those too yeah yeah i don't even know whose side i'm on <laughs> i'm disappointed at them both it was a lot of scummy business practices <sighs> okay our second one i have referenced forever and i'm finally able to talk about it the end of frenemies Ugh. <laughs> but i'm ready frenemies was with ethan klein and trisha paytas two internet personalities that can both be described as controversial trisha paytas more so but she can get her own episode so i won't really be covering that aspect yes literally like a two three parter it's just so much, and I still enjoy some of her content. So, mm. <laughs> so before we get into it, were you a fan of Frenemies? No, not really. But I did find them somewhat entertaining, and occasionally I would see the viral clips, and I, I would have to watch it because I was very familiar with both of them and a fan of one of them for a time before. Um, I found out about them through the clips mm -hmm. and I tuned in here and there while they were still doing it, but I mainly became a fan after it was already done. Oh, really? Yeah. Once it blew up, that's when you were like, oh, I gotta see about this. Like I, I always thought it was interesting, but it was like, like I started on episode three or something. Like I have no clue what's going on. Mm -hmm. So in May, 2019, Ethan makes a video called Instagram versus reality. Yes. And he's talking about women who Photoshop their photos and how it gives unrealistic standards, yada, yada, yada. You know the argument. Mm -hmm. And Trisha was included in this. And he says someone like, he says some comments like, why are you even a model if you're going to modify your look that much? And comparing to her for photos saying she looks like she's going to Coachella in one. And the next, she looks like she's in an open casket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that part in that video. That shit was unfortunately hilarious. <laughs> Trisha hits back immediately, tweeting at him, Hey, H3, H3 Productions, you are a disgusting piece of shit. Your recent video is not only predatory, it's also, it's also harmful to young girls. And then she makes a video crying on the kitchen floor, saying there is a 40-year-old man shaming girls and that the photos weren't even edited or even the same day. One was from when she had a full face of makeup from an event, and one was from a vlog with no makeup on. And then Trisha tagged Tila Klein, wife and co-host with Ether Klein on their H3 podcast. Trisha tweets out, I would divorce him ASAP, as he is causing so much damage to young women. It's actually sickening. I've never been more disgusted that you'd stand by him is even more disgusting. Ethan retweeted it saying, who is this rude person? I don't recognize her from her profile picture. Anyone know? And then he posts a highly edited photo of himself. And then two days later, Trisha said she wanted to appear on the H3 podcast saying she didn't realize how funny Ethan was. Nothing comes from that. Trisha is a known troll and some people are thinking she was just trolling. August 2019, Trisha tweets out, why do you, you repeatedly come for me? You are a dad now, maybe. Like, stop picking on girls online for literally no reason. 
Which, okay, Trisha was right, and Ethan has apologized later for going after her looks. But I find it funny that she keeps referring to Ethan as old and herself as a girl or other posts of videos saying it's harmful to younger girls and stuff, which is true. But Trisha's, like, very close in age to Ethan, so I just find it funny. Yeah, that girl's thing, I was like, girl. (laughs) It's just how she keeps referring to it. Like, he's attacking young girls. It's like, you're, like, a year or two younger than him. Yeah, he's just talking about you, though. In October 2019, Trisha would say she wants she was trans female to male. Yes. And people are like, she's trolling. Ethan calls her fucking insane. I don't know if it was about her claiming to be trans, or later she does claim to be a chicken nugget. Uh, that, that period of time was, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. A lot of drugs, I think. Just a lot of Mess. Mess and meth. And Trisha responds by sending sexually explicit photos to Ethan on Twitter. Okay. He would, yeah, he would call her gross, and Trisha made another video. Ethan would post his own video dressed up as Trisha, saying, I want to basically apologize to Trisha Paytas, who is such a sweet, genuine person. I want to first off apologize for saying that she looked like she was at an open casket funeral. And he's pretty much just making fun of her. But he also says, sorry for saying you're not a trans man, even though you have F-cup judds that are always on display. So then Ethan invites Trisha on the podcast, and she said she would do it for $18 million. Ethan responds, you definitely do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. all these comp- responses from Ethan, I was like laughing. Definitely would do it for free, and she does. <laughs> and she responds, apologize for all your dumbass trolling, then maybe. Well, a few days later, she does come on the podcast, and they hash out the drama, and it's a very well-received episode. It was an interesting one. After seeing the buzz Trisha brought in with viewers, they decide to have her back on in February 2020, where they're going to do a Bachelorette-style episode. People send in videos and she chooses a person. See, that's what the first mistake. You should have, you caught that fish, you should have let it go. <laughs> you should let that fish go. Now that fish is in the boat causing wreckage and then made you drop your paddles, your oars and shit. Now you're stuck in the middle of the lake with a flopping fish who jumped right back into the ocean and you can't get to shore. <laughs> Ethan and Gila and the crew would pick up would pick the contestants that sent their video in and they told Trisha not to message any of them privately and if she does to tell them. So she was supposed to come back for another episode of The Bachelorette, but COVID and the times of lockdown put the show on pause. While the show is on pause, Trisha would get with Gila's brother Moses. Posting that photos. Was on pause. She was playing. <laughs> posting photos with him on socials. And Ethan and here are asking, what's going on? But Moses doesn't answer. Then Trisha tweets out, at the end, I won The Bachelorette. Thank you, H3H3 Productions. <laughs> I played you, bitches. I got my man. <laughs> then Trisha would accuse the clients of trying to break up her relationship, tweeting out, you can't cut through the earth, so you can't set it on fire, even if you wanted to. I've been trying to be nice and respectful, but stop coming for me, bro. 
I believe that though. But they should have known, you know, Moses was a little bitch. <laughs> because this is what I'm I'm picturing. Obviously, they're like, you know, this is jokes. But then it's getting serious. So then they're like, you know, uh Ethan and um Healer are probably like, oh, you know, let's 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 reel them in. You don't want this. Why are you is this for real? Blah blah blah, this and that. And he's probably not saying anything for or against it. But then after he gets off the phone, he's like, yeah, Trisha, they are tired of your ass. They do not want me here. But what we eating tonight? <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. Yes, yeah, so, well, I mean, they should have recognized that he wanted to be with her. And y'all y'all put y'all played it into y'all put him into her hands, essentially. And, and what's funny, though, is that they did it really. He said he wanted to send in a video as a joke, but he never did. He, he mentioned her. it. They mentioned it. Uh-huh. That's all that was needed. <laughs> you would have shut the fuck up and not said anything. Because the thing is, is that personally, before, like when I first saw Moses on their videos, I was like, oh, that's a halfway decent, attractive man. So, mm-hmm. of course, Trisha seeing that. She sees an available, halfway decent, attractive man, which I'm saying that as my, but she probably thinks he's very attractive. And it's a get back. And she loves an Israeli Jew. See? She wants to be, she wants to be Jewish so bad. She's Jewish by, she said on Barnamese, she's Jewish by insemination. And that's a choice word. Those are choice words. But yeah, I believe that. I mean, I don't believe it was planned initially, but I think when Ethan put all the pieces in front of her, she was like, oh shit, you just made this so much easier. But Ethan says, he he tweets out, she needs to stop trying to cut off Moses from his family, like Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) And Trisha says that he's a big boy and can make his own decisions. Yeah, he's a big boy. He was making big decisions with me in the big bedroom last night. (laughs) (laughs) April 14, 2020, Moses and Trisha break up. And she blames Ethan. They go back and forth on Twitter. And she makes a video saying H3 ruined her relationship. April 22, 2020, Moses and Trisha post a video. So it looks like they're back together. Mm -hmm. Psych, bitch. (laughs) Ethan and Hila comment on this, which leads to a back and forth again between Ethan and Trisha. September 15th, 2020, Ethan and Trisha would start frenemies. All this drama and before the podcast even started. Episode one takes off and it's all about explaining everything about Moses. And it does come up that Trisha hit Moses leaving a bruise. And Trisha sort of denies it, but does say they were fighting over his keys, and she didn't uh. punch him, but they he did end up bruised. Also, they talked about Moses maybe being inappropriate with H3 fans, which Trisha accuses of, of doing when they were broken up. If and, I'm broken up, I'm doing what I want. <laughs> it, yes, it may look a little scummy, but we were on a break. Ethan asks... Before he goes into it, if he can, Trisha says he can talk about whatever he wants, but then she starts saying, no, 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 don't say that, or we have to edit it out. The podcast is not live, so for whatever whatever reason, they do leave that in. But probably not what he actually said. <laughs> I said, look, Trisha don't want y'all to know something, though. Yeah, I mean, there could be stuff edited out that we don't know. 
Episode 5, they are doing their normal banter, and Ethan calls her more crazy than him. And she brings up how he used to do pills in Israel. And he says what's dangerous about Trisha is that she weaponizes information. And he doesn't care that she said it, but how she's framing it. Mm-hmm. You just say like a like something just outrageous and whether it's true or not or there's real context to it you don't give you just say the statement yeah it's maybe like he was taking i mean granted he could be addicted but maybe he was taking pills for like a surgery or something you just saying that out loud is crazy especially if i trusted you they argue about that sh- what she weaponizes and they go back and forth for like 20 minutes She's saying Ethan putting her business out there, and he's saying it's different. Those are public things. As someone who loves to watch arguing to dissect them, this is so interesting to watch because at some point they're some points they're diddling. You can see them, and at other points you can see them being angrier. Mm. And Trisha is saying his other podcast is failing. Ethan's saying that's why she doesn't have any longtime friends or relationships. Uh, they bring up the episode one thing about Ethan bringing stuff up when Trisha is saying no. They argue over Ethan making 55% of profits and the highlights channel. It's also hilarious because they are arguing as Ethan is dressed up as Uncle Fester and <laughs> Trisha is dressed up as Maiden Fox from Jennifer's Body. This is hilarious. <laughs> it looks crazy while arguing with her. <laughs> Ethan does try to apologize because he realizes she got mad about him calling her crazy. But Trisha says she does not apologize. Trisha is saying this will be her last episode and that she's over it. And then she walks off. Which is such, it's people were like, it's such a crazy thing to watch that people were like, they're faking it. Mm. Yeah, you can't fake nonsense like that. No. (laughs) Because they were just like, like you just said, sometimes they look like they were having a good time and then literally like they were, at least Trisha was trying to not kill Ethan. <laughs> yeah, like something switches. And yeah. I, I find it funny on a lot of their arguments, Ethan's like, what started this? <laughs> like, <laughs> so episode 13, they have another fight. Oh, before I say that. They would continue after episode five and even have Dr. Drew on there to kind of do a therapy session, which oh. Dr. Drew was so not unbiased on there. He was totally with Team Trisha. What? <laughs> as they were doing a quack. As they were doing this therapy or whatever you want to call it, they are dressed as each other. So Ethan's dressed in drag. <laughs> episode 13, they have another fight. Trisha gets triggered when Ethan says they shouldn't talk about Hilo without her there, and she goes off. Trisha says a comment about if she had a kid, she wouldn't have a nanny, and they start arguing about the use of a nanny. And she she kind of says it out of the blue, too, like, kind of out under her breath. She's just like, you know, if I had a kid, I wouldn't be using a nanny. Like, out of nowhere. Tell me what's on your mind without telling me what's on your mind. Like, <laughs> okay, you got beef. So they go back and forth about a nanny, and Ethan's like, what are we talking about? What made you angry? And Trisha says, Hila being too good to be talked about on this podcast, can't even fucking mention her like she's a queen. Ethan tries to defuse the situation. Moses comes back with pizza, and he's like, pizza's here. Woo! Trisha's still mad going off 
about she can't come back to the house, which they were recording in their house because of COVID. And she says, fuck healer. And she calls healer a bitch and a cunt and calls Ethan a cuck. She would make some videos. I believe every time they had a fight, there's also some videos in the background, but they would make mm -hmm. up. Hila even saying that she should have been the one to reach out to Trisha. And it wasn't about talking about Hila, but more about when Trisha talks about family members that are not public figures. So their last fight would also be caught on camera with them fighting over that Trisha thinks she should have more input on the crew. And Ethan saying he wasn't going to get a new crew just for frenemies, that he had these crew members and he had to pay them more for more work on frenemies. They argue about the 5%. He says it's to cover the production costs. And really, she has a great deal since she only has to show up. And he is the one planning things. She don't she's, do shit else. Yeah. She's but she's like, I'm the, no, I'm the name. <laughs> she says the segment ideas are not even that good. He tells her to come up with her own then. She says she wanted her sister to have a job there, but they hired Ian's girlfriend sam instead to members of the crew her sister's whack <laughs> which ethan says he didn't even know her sister would want would want to work there and her sister would kind of say the same thing later trisha keeps saying that she's not upset they argue about her not being upset they accuse each other of gaslighting each other ethan says he shouldn't have to walk around eight shells around trisha but does apologize and Trisha would end up walking off. Oh, damn. It, yeah, it's honestly, it's just so crazy watching these arguments. It's so fascinating. They should just be studied. Yeah, they should be studied. <laughs> From here, they go back and forth online. They try to record like a final goodbye last episode, but it does not come out. And Ethan and Hila get mad that Trisha and Moses recorded them without their knowledge. And they're like, go ahead and release it. It doesn't change anything. They would not release it. Um, I don't know what could have been on that recording that was so bad. Hey, who was recording? Who without their permission? Trisha and Moses went to Ethan and Hila's house mm -hmm. to record the final podcast. And I don't know if it was like before or after or if they were just talking about how they were going to do a podcast or what, but Ethan no, Trisha and Moses were secretly recording them. Oh. Maybe they were just recording because they thought something juicy would happen or something juicy would be told and then nothing happened. And but they still threatened to, to make it seem like they had something. Yeah. And just was like, well, shit, they called her bluff. We really can't release this bullshit. <laughs> um. Trisha would go on to accuse Ethan of sexual harassment because there's a story of Trisha having a candlestick in her ass. I guess it was a traumatic experience for her, but she does bring it up a lot in a kind of a joking way. Whoa. So Ethan would bring it up in one of their vlogs to her mom and sister, and he realized, oh, maybe this is weird, so he does apologize. Though, yeah, I would not bring it up in front of them, but okay. Yeah, they actually talked about it on the show before it ended. They were like, when they were talking about the, it was like, I felt like such an idiot. You know, they were talking about the show. They knew all about it. So they know about the candlestick story. Mm -hmm. But 
the vlogging question was a Disney trip, and it was supposed to be Trisha, Moses, and her mom and sister. And Callie, Trisha's sister, says Ethan invited himself and Tila, but Ethan says Trisha invited them. And this is where my favorite quote comes from, with, <laughs> Cal with Callie saying they bought VIP tickets and Ethan didn't even pay. And she says, which is crazy since he takes that 5%. And Disney tickets aren't cheap. <laughs> and I can't tell you how much he takes that 5% brings me joy. If I see something that says 5% in the outside real world, I'm like, wow. It's all driven together. But he takes it. Uh -huh. And Ethan, you know, he says he begged to let them pay for the tickets. And he wanted to pay for dinner. But Trisha insisted. And I hate Ethan a bitch like that. Like, you gonna sit there and call me out after I tried? Yeah. And it's like, why is Callie talking about the 5% now? Like, why are they all talking about the 5%? Ethan and Healer do not go to Trisha Moses' wedding and have not met their new baby, Malibu Barbie. It's Malibu Barbie. I knew it was Malibu. It's not Barbie. It's not Barbie. It's not Mal It's Malibu Barbie. Her middle name is Barbie. Moving on. You can, you're you're allowed to name your child whatever you want. Ethan has mentioned Trisha since there was an embargo before the wedding because Hila didn't want him to talk about it. But after the wedding, he did go off on Trisha, which that would later be clipped out of the video. Now he seems like he is over it and more forgiving. But one thing that I do find very interesting is that when Tana Mojo was on H3 After Dark, which is their Friday podcast episode, mm -hmm. she asked if there's any hope of reconciliation, and Ethan and Hila said no, and they are not in contact with them, and Hila saying that he was her closest sibling, and it's really hard not to talk to him, and it's hard on the family. And Ethan, funny enough, says, I would sooner, then he stops himself and says, I'm just going to say it. I would sooner make up and then Hila cuts him off with don't and he says you know what I'm going to say and she says I know what you're going to say and then she just smiles so many of fans assume he was going to say I would sooner make up with Chish Trisha leading fans to believe maybe Moses is the problem in the background mm. since he was the one telling them they were not dating. He was the one telling Trisha stuff about the family that she would later on go on and repeat on Frenemies. Which is and, crazy. Telling all your family secrets to the woman you ain't even known a year yet? Oh my gosh. Talk about pussy whipped. And he was accused of selfing a fan, which is when you remove the condom without their knowledge. That's disgusting. That's nasty. And the thing is, we just don't know. A lot of it played out for us on camera, but we don't know what was edited out. And maybe there were some backstage battles. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, conclusion. <laughs> well, it's not all the way over. Um, okay. <laughs> I, I just had to say it. <laughs> and then there was some backstage battles. Okay. <laughs> but all right, finish. And he has replaced Frenemies with Families, a gag which only ran for 10 episodes that his mom co-hosted. I love Families. I do remember seeing his mom on there. 
he did decide to end it when his mom got dragged into internet beef with Trisha because Donna, his mom, texted Moses to stop all this foolishness because Hila was pregnant and if this and if the stress caused her to lose the baby, she would blame them. And Trisha makes it into something bigger, saying, I can't believe what his mom told me. I could never repeat it. It's so horrible to put it out in this world. It's a horrible thing to say. So they do address it on frenemies or families. But Ethan decides to end it because he doesn't want his parents in internet beef. Gotcha. Now he is still going strong, adding another show called Leftovers with Hassan Piker, which they talk politics. But none of his shows reach Frenemy's numbers. Trisha would go on Keemstar's podcast. And I tell you, when I saw the announcement picture for that, my jaw dropped and I gasped out loud. <laughs> it's just a regular photo with Faze Banks on the right, Trisha in the middle, and she's in Frenemy's merch that came out after the podcast ended. And Keemstar smiling, flipping off the camera. The reason this is significant is because Keem and Ethan are sworn enemies. They are like enemy number one. And it's just a, such a scummy thing for Trisha to do. Like, as soon as, like, to go to the enemy. Yeah, I just, but. I never understand it. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be playing here. Trisha has no class. She it's, does not. Because it's still. Is, And I don't really care for Ethan either, but Trisha really doesn't have class and she's not strategic in, well, she's strategic when it benefits her, but she doesn't look at, she's very um, narrow-minded, very tunnel vision-esque, whereas you're trying to get back at Ethan by interviewing and doing an interview with his sworn enemy, Keemstar, but Keemstar ain't done you any favors in his reporting about you ever. He's never treated you kindly. He's always talked shit about you as well. So it was like, was this really a win? This was a win for Keemstar because he got his um, quote-unquote enemies former co-star on his uh, podcast. And he can still treat you like shit before and after and know that you were still going to come to him because he's a big enough asshole. Like, that's embarrassing. Like... Same with, like, a lot of other moves that Tasha, Trisha ends up doing because it's like, you you take so many unnecessarily private things public, and a lot of times it ends up with egg on your face. Like, you have to win the public over because of your, your constant insecurity of, like, having people on your side. Yeah, I, I don't even know if it's about having people on their side, just because, like, Trisha knows how she's perceived online. I feel uh, it's, like, more like when you fight with her, she's just going to drag you down where, where she is at. Okay. I can see that, too. Anyway, she has had a daughter, Malibu Barbie. She got back into ASMR. She had an ASMR podcast, which ended, which I did love. And... <laughs> Now she has a podcast with Colleen Ballinger, a.k.a. Miranda Sings, who is in so much controversy right now that I plan to cover her soon, but I think it still needs to cook. I have, okay, just just a small tangent. 
literally i have not been on twitter like that like i literally get on twitter i see something i like it and i get off i don't know why my tolerance hasn't been high lately but i saw something it said trigger warning colleen ballinger i said hold on what we saying do you know her Yes, I was never one of her fans, but I definitely remember the era of which she was very popular. I remember her first husband. I remember when they announced that they were getting a divorce. I remember it all. I know nothing about her. It's crazy. I know so much like vague history about her, but I did not watch this woman. I (laughs) I didn't watch her or her alter ego, but I just knew so much background information. So when I saw all that fucking shit, that thread on Twitter and those other tweets, I said, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's a different story. You see how Trisha's plan is, I'm trash. Let me get attached to some garbage. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's kind of funny, though, because she's usually the one, like, getting shit for, in controversies. And now she just started this podcast. I think they're on episode three. And... (laughs) She gonna have to end that bitch, or is, uh, or Colleen gonna be doing press releases all over that bitch. If I think the views are there, they won't end it. You're right. People tune in for the mess. Yeah, yeah. like people are gonna be tuning in to see if <laughs> she's gonna talk about it. Mm-mm-mm. But that's our backstage battles this time. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> We do like to end every episode with some form of media. Would you want to go first or should I go first? I'll go first because mine is quick and it's 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 a song. It is a song. (laughs) It's it's two songs. It's two songs by two problem problematic people. So so and they're both old. So there's a rapper called Trick Daddy. Some people are familiar, some are not. Very much popular in the 90s to 2000s, and now he is more popular for being on reality TV and acting a mess and saying a crazy ass shit that's not true. Like Beyonce can't sing, bitch, what? I feel like some people just say stuff for attention. Oh, yes, I agree. I agree. So uh, the song I found, uh, I was just going through like a, a 2000s playlist and I just found some music and I was like, oh, damn, I remember this. And so uh, Trick Daddy has a song called Sugar, uh, parentheses, give me some. And it's featuring who? CeeLo. And unfortunately, CeeLo is the best part of the song. So <laughs> that's my first problematic media song that I just I just got right back into the rotation. And then the second one is... Jesus Walks by Kanye West. Ooh. Um, I can't really stand Kanye. You know, I ain't been on Kanye. I ain't been in favor of Kanye for years, but I really just, he's whatever. I, you know what it is? I liked Kanye for a while. And then after graduation, I kind of just looked at him as literally just being an artist. Cause I just didn't care for what he had to say anymore. But um, Jesus Walks was like a real big, part of my childhood just because we didn't have like all the CDs, you know, the satellite radio wasn't really a thing. So we listened to the radio constantly. 
And I remember Jesus Walks was on the radio all the time. I mean, so many other Kanye songs were. And that was the one I just really loved when I first heard it. I still know all the words to this day. And I was just listening to it and it just took me back. Where I was like, damn, I might not have agreed with everything Kanye had to say back then or now. But he just made it sound so good back then. Like he actually knew who he was and what he wanted to talk about back then. And now who the hell fucking knows? That's how I feel. Like his early work was so good. So good. And I know everybody everybody always says the same thing, like, oh, he changed when his mom died or something like that. Or people say mental illness or I don't know, but they give him all the outs. Yeah, they, they give him all the outs and it's kind of crazy. It's it's really sad though, because his music was good. Yeah, now I think both his music and his reputation has just taken a, 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 a turn that may recover from it regarding like people just still loving Kanye, like his popularity may not suffer, but I think his quality suffers and in turn his mental health and maybe just the his support and stuff kind of suffers because of all that. But I, I don't think but who am I? I mean, I don't know this man's life. He could be doing better than ever. So actually, I ain't going to say that. Did you but see the him music walking the, the streets with his new wife and his shoulder pads? He ain't doing good. I didn't want to say anything. I he didn't, didn't want to. From I, those photos alone, I know he's not doing good. <laughs> didn't want to mention the streetwear, but the outfits are atrocious. I, I all of them. His and his wife's outfits. She or his his one. his not really wife. That's not his wife. It's like they are they are married, but not legally. You know, I can honestly see him starting a cult. Like, I, you know, he has that church that Sunday service. Yeah, oh I, my goodness. He he definitely could. I mean, if Jared Leto allegedly can, so can Kanye. Yeah, I. That's a good media, and mine's going to borrow off of your media. Okay. Mine is, because I just remembered it when I said church service, was Sia has a version of Elasticart in the Sunday church service, and it is just such a beautiful thing with the choir singing everyone's. It's just so great. Yeah, I always hated I couldn't enjoy the Sunday service as much because it was attached to Kanye. Because though the choir, I mean, however many iterations of the Sunday uh, choir it was, they all sounded so beautiful. So I just might make mine Sia, my, 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 my media. <laughs> Such great music from Sia. Yeah, everybody was saying this bitch ain't had no face for a couple years and then she came out, bam! <laughs> face and then she's kind of someone who she's not viewed as positive anymore <laughs> I didn't want to talk about it but that bitch lost me as soon as I saw the trailer for that film really? that bitch is I don't want to say the C word but she is not all the way there see ya no that and then you letting that girl act like that, y'all are unwell. Everybody a part of that production is unwell. And then I feel like we have to look into her more because her whole relationship with Maddie, her, and I love her Christmas song. 
Um, I forget what it's called, but she has a Christmas album. I really like Sia's music, but I don't like dive more into it. If that makes sense. I just like the surface level singles. I feel you. I got yeah. people like that too. You know? I mean, Sia's kind of one of those people, yeah. yeah. I know my like three, four, five songs, and I'm, I'm cool knowing those. Yeah, and I probably won't. I don't know. I might look one day. I'll find her. I'll look under the wood. What's there? 2 a.m. and she calls me. I know that's not her, but that's just, <laughs> that just made me think of that song. Do you know what that song's about? Um, Isn't it about a bomb? Isn't it about... Uh, is it about... Let me not say that out loud. What is it about before I embarrass myself? Abortion. I love that abortion song. <laughs> it's about abortion. Yes. You're talking about Breathe 2 AM by Anna, whatever her face. Oh my God. Oh, unravel my. Oh my God. I, I don't love, love him. him. Yeah. Like, what's your. This wasn't my season. And then she says, We walked into the door, hypocrites. You're all here for the very same reason. Oh. <laughs> When the boy smiles. Oh my gosh. Yeah, when I learned that, I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, especially if it's taken as insensitive, but I mean, just a little bit of my background. I've had family members who've worked in abortion clinics for almost two decades. So I'm very much pro choice and around that type of environment. But I did not, I would have never called that. And I love that song. So that's what I'm saying. Back in the day, I was purely cruising off vibes. And so a lot of my favorite childhood teenager songs, I love them, but I never examined the lyrics. And that's one of them. When you listen to music, are you like, you, you just listen to the music or? No, nowadays, yes, I do definitely listen to lyrics a lot more but like you said well like i said like um for something like i got five on it even though you know the meaning back in the day when i was just a child singing it i wasn't paying attention to that yeah so it's like you just take it i'm just taking it from and i know some children still were listening to lyrics and understood but back then i was all about like if it sounded good and if i liked it but now this is Literally opening my eyes. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna listen to that fucking song as soon as I get up to work tomorrow. So. <laughs> I don't care, and that's a great song. And now that I'm literally seeing the lyrics before my eyes, of course, I should have had an inkling that it was not about just a hard day. <laughs> That's what you thought it was about. Yeah, hard day. Why'd you say a bomb? A bad breakup. You know what I was thinking about? And this isn't about a bomb either. I'm just thinking about keep breathing. Oh, it's because it's all a Grey's Anatomy bomb episode. I get it. I love. Exactly. That's why I said it was a bomb. Uh-huh. It did blow that man up. Right in the... They made it seem like he was going to survive. Do you remember on Grey's Anatomy when Lexi's singing that song and Mark's on the stairwell and she's just singing and she's like, I don't hate you. I didn't notice that until I came to your house and you pointed it out and I said, 
That shit is terrible. I could literally, I think I could quote the whole musical Music episode, episode word for word. I know you can. And the fucking, <sighs> don't even get me started off. I asked for Mary. Oh, I mean, Dr. Bailey. Truck came out of nowhere. I, I, uh, all those quotes. We need to stop, though. We've been going on way too long. Yeah, I got to work in the morning. Yeah, you got to work in the morning. Yeah. But, but this is a that, great episode. Good reminiscing. It is. A lot of give and take between us. Hey. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys don't want us to break up like these podcasters did, please <laughs> leave us a five-star review or I yes. will blame Katrina. Mm-hmm. And then I am going to take your married brother. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I don't know how that would have worked out. I'm sorry. I even said it. Okay. I'll let him know. Uh, Don't. Please never. <laughs> His wife listens to this. That would be funny. Hey, girl. <laughs> um, and send us an email with your suggestions. Whose side you were on in these podcast battles. Yes. Whose side are you on? I'm, I'm curious to know. Yeah, on the first one, I guess I would be more... I don't know. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> but send an email at saveyoursorry at gmail.com or Instagram at saveyoursorry. We update about episodes on there and our Twitter is saveyoursorry. The your is spelled you are. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. It's been wonderful. Bye. Bye.